I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There is, I, I'm already, it's been done. I had a revelation, you know, I, I, you just have a revelation that he, he's forgiven me. And that's the biggest thing because so many women are in shame and hate themselves for things, for things they've done. And they just didn't know or know that they were, had a God that was grieving that. <laughs> they're just doing it because they're doing it to find love. But for that moment, I was delivered from that. And I remember great darkness left me. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the show. On behalf of Disciple of City, I'm Todd Carlton, and this is the Toddcast. On the show, we capture the testimonies of where people were in their lives and how it dramatically changed when they encountered the truth of who Jesus really is. To see videos of transformed lives, people encountering the presence of God, and to learn more about how you can be equipped to share the gospel, check out everydisciplesent.ca. And follow this podcast on Instagram at the Toddcast underscore DAC. My guest today is originally from Toronto, Ontario. She was born into a show business family, and as she grew, she would lose all the male family members and influence in her life. She would later become a model and travel the world, also appearing in a video for Canadian new wave rock band Platinum Blonde. The travel and money would not fill the void until she had that encounter that would lead her into ministry for women, becoming a Christian life coach, and writing a book called My First Love. Let's welcome Susan Tomlinson. Hi, Todd. Hey, Susan. It's good to be here. Oh, thank you for coming in. It's great to see you again. And glad to have you in here to hear your story. Yeah, I'm glad to say my story. I mean, Jesus, right? Yeah. It's all about him. Yeah. Even coming here today, his presence is just, it's a divine encounter. I feel it's important to share our testimonies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, um, well, we'd love to talk about your book, but we'll save that okay. to the end and totally not give all of it away. All right. Because you can, people can get your book and we'll yes. talk about where they can get that at the end. Yes. Um, but let's uh, just start back from the beginning. So born into a show business family. Yeah. Can you just share about um, that a bit? My father uh, was a very successful uh, film director. He did uh, Man Called Intrepid, Rowdy Man, Rituals. Um, he was actually, his father was a, a director, so he grew up in it and he was passionate and fiery. Uh, he had Margot Kidder close to him, um, uh, Gordon Pinsent. I mean, anybody in Canada that was you know, doing really well in film was at our house. So my mother was a casting director. She worked with Walt Disney. She would call him Walt. So we had, you know, everybody who was anybody in in the film industry at our home when we, when my sister and I were growing up. So it was great to just see all these faces. We didn't know they were famous, but they were. And they were just people to you guys. They were just people to us, but we knew it wasn't normal. These parties, you know, um, cars going like we'd have a car and it would go off the cliff in a film and then we'd get another car and it was just everything was crazy film crews in our house filming rowdy man every day was a different day but to us it was it was our lives yeah yeah did your parents have any kind of a faith background none they Uh, were they were just wild yeah just lived the scene i mean it was partying it was it was not good but it was my life you grew up, it was, there was a lot of violence. There was a lot of drinking. 
And uh, we just, as kids, it was it was hard because it wasn't something you you knew it wasn't right, but it was um, affecting all of us deeply. And we just we thought it was normal, but it wasn't. It was just a lot of partying, and it wasn't a family environment at all. Yeah, yeah. So in your book, you talk about how your your dad left. How how old were you, and what was sort of going on in your well, mind at the time? Um, he, I, we were Liza and I were about five years old when he left, and uh, we just knew his uh, all his clothes were out in the garbage bags outside. My mother, you know, caught him with the, the leading lady of the film, so it was you know she was angry, bitter, um, and we knew something had changed that day, and our lives were going to be different. And uh, soon after that, my mother had a stroke. So it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's like we lost a father and we lost our mother at the same time. So it was, it was devastating. And when he left, like he left, left, you, you weren't seeing him here and there. No, he was he just, just gone. He was gone. Yeah. That was the last I saw of him that day. I remember it. So how, how bad was your mom's stroke? Like as far as it was recovery? It so and- bad that my grandmother had to come in and take care of us. She didn't really know who we were. She was, um, yeah, she was, it was, it was awful. Mom had gone. It was a shell. She was, you know, hospitalized. And, uh, luckily my grandmother took care of my sister and I, my twin sister. Um, we, we had each other too, which was great. And, um, we ended up going to England. So, and got my mom back sort of, you know, her roots and, you know, so she could feel, human again she was so it was awful it was just really bad time for us so when you came back from england to canada how was where was your mom's recovery at or was she Uh, was this permanent no she recovered like but there was a side of the brain that didn't function again um she knew who we were she could function she was an actress so she actually fooled a lot of people how well she was you know she'd put this persona on but you know she just didn't remember things so it was a constant, this was her the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, she did the best she could, but it was, she was never the same. No, she was never the same. So when you guys came back to Canada and in your, I guess you'd be like, how, how old were you then? Uh, I think we were about close to 10. I think it was 10. So high school was yeah, all here in we, Canada. Yeah, we were, we were um, back in Canada. And again, I was angry at, uh, I was angry at God too. I mean, I remember myself going like, I felt like an orphan. I was just so mad and like my dad's gone, my mom's gone. And of course, as a young girl growing up, you, you're looking for a boyfriend to fill, you know, your Prince Charming to fill all your needs. And, it, you know, I just was desperate for that. I was desperate and hungry for attention. Is your sister older or younger? She, uh, she's uh, my twin sister is uh, I'm two minutes older. Oh, so, your twin sister. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and so there was some, you, you mentioned other like family members of males in your life. Yeah, my brother lost. also, I had a half brother and I had, uh, my, my father was with someone before my mother and there was half sisters there. Uh, I mean, my, my dad was wild, you know, I had siblings all over the place, so I was not sure where they were, but I'd heard like he had a girl in Korea, he got pregnant too. So we grew up just, it was just not real. Like my life seemed like a, a movie set because it just was constantly this revolving door with my father yeah. and my mother was just doing the best she could. 
So when you talk about you were mad at God, what, what bearing did you have if your parents weren't, didn't have a faith and then you wouldn't have grown up with that? So what, where would that have come from? It it came from, I always had it. I knew there was something more. And my grandmother hated religion, so I never went that route because she she'd grown up with a very bad experience with religion. So she, you know, she talked to me about you know other things like you know uh, more tarot cards and astrology. I mean, she was looking for it somewhere else, and um, she was quite good at it actually. And she was more into that side of things, the occult, and. For me, it was like, mm, I don't think so, but, you know, she's my grandmother. And I remember just still searching for God, and I started to um, go into all, like, studying different religions, um, Buddhism, um, shamanic. I, I hung out with some shamans for a while. I was searching and searching later in life and knowing that there's someone, there's something there. I knew there was a connection, but I, I didn't know where. But I never went to Christianity because, again, it's that that's that sort of stronghold of other people's, you know, opinions that stay with you. Right. Right. You just the, my grandmother doesn't like it. Oh, that won't go there. But it was always like, I believe there's a God. So. So when you uh, when you got into high school or, or th- like throughout your high school years, I guess that's then you really probably started branching out on your own earlier because of yeah. without your parents. Yeah. Yeah. So what got you into modeling? How did that begin? Hmm. Well, um, again, my mother was in the, the industry, but I started auditioning very, very young. I was started at 15. Um, I was tiny, but I, I knew I could work the camera. I was trained with all this around me, so I knew how to do it. Um, so I auditioned for f- different things, uh, seeing things. I got on a series with uh, Louis Del Grande, a uh, part in that. Um, commercials. I started to do, but I, my agent was really the one that pushed me to go to Japan and, and other areas. I started traveling. So, so really well. So your mom recovered enough to the point where she could make these connections for you. Well, I was pretty much on my own at 15. Yeah, I mean, my mom was there with grandma, but I was, I literally moved out around 15, 16 on my own. So how did you like, how did you start into that business? Like where were your connections just because of your parents? I got a few photos. Yeah. Heard about an agency and I walked in. Oh, that's it. That's it. And other people try and try. And that's right. Yeah. But I, you know, it was one of those things. I, I had a boldness. I, I had to survive. Yeah. Because I was on my own. So Japan. Japan. Wanted you to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. And was that for acting or modeling? It was for modeling. And uh, I remember being there. You'd appreciate this. Uh, this girl couldn't go to a concert. We had backstage passes to Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was, Japan was an experience in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And so what were you, so you were, that's where you sort of began modeling over there? No, well, no, I you said you did there, commercials I here. I but there for about three months. Again, you just, as an, you get an agent in Toronto and they send you different places and they'll pick you up. Japan picked me up. So I went there and you just show up, you get off a plane and they're like, <laughs> you know, you think you're so young and here they are waiting for you. Don't know these people. Yeah. Like it's scary. So it's like they're marketing you. They, kind of the, their agency and, and Sherida would work together, but you get off a plane and the guy just had my name on a card and I was there for three months with other girls I've never met. Yeah. It was quite an experience. Oh. And yeah. so where did that lead to then after Japan? After Japan came back to Toronto and the platinum the platinum blonde video was really probably what set things off for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like just like... Uh, yeah, because the exposure on much music, it was just, you know, it was on everything. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. probably one of their biggest songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so did that lead to more videos or just more, um, actually, more parts? Yeah, I did another rock video, uh, Running Back, a band called Urgent. Uh, they from from the states. That was I. Did, it was a good. It got a lot of you know feedback, but yeah, it may, basically got me into doing com- different commercials, different uh, campaigns, and modeling jobs. Really. And so, how long did that go for that career? Um, I I think I did my last commercial when I was um, trying to think um, thirty six. So from 15, that's a good go. So what was it like? Where were you at spiritually throughout this? Like as you Mm -hmm. did this video became more popular, was that helping to fill the void or or what? Again, it's when you're in the enemy's camp, I say. When you're in the different, the two kingdoms I talk about in my book, there's, you know, the God of this world. And then there's the the God, Jesus Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So if you're in Satan's camp, you think it's wonderful. You're, you're just enjoying sin. You're enjoying everything because it's just coming at you. I always think of Jesus' at temptation where you can have this, you can have that. Well, I had all that, but I was so empty inside. And that's when you know that something's wrong. Okay, I, I have all this, yet I feel nothing. And so that's, towards so that's to- a life changing thing when you go wow why am I not happy yeah right so towards the end of your like the end of your career were you starting to feel depressed or what were you feeling yeah, I towards through, uh, some I had a lot of depression because again your soul is saying this is wonderful but it was it, again it's the spirit that was empty yeah I just didn't know it. So what made you stop acting and, and uh, modeling? I, I got, again, I, I got married. Um, to, I, that's another story. I've, I met, met someone and I had a child. So I ended up getting out of the business. Um, but that, again, is part of God's plan because it was about family. I had to address all those issues that were painful because here I was. My idea of family was, ah, this is awful, to now I'm starting a family. So it was, it was you know, even now I just feel it. Just, you're, you're moving into a place of the unknown. So you wanted to get out of it, yeah. to, to raise, be a mom and raise family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so take us through that a little bit. Well, I had a, had a son, and... Uh, I was terrified because my husband at the time said he couldn't have children, and uh, I was pregnant. (laughs) It's like something's not right here. You know, I'm pregnant, so um, I decided to keep my son, and my whole life changed after that because I realized how life was going to be, and it was going to be different. And I was a selfish person, and now I had a child. So, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. I still feel sensitive about it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a big deal having a child. Well, it changes. It, it changes everything, right? It does. It does. And really, you can't prepare for it because... Mm-mm. 
No. There's no real way to prepare no, for it. there isn't. And yet, you know, I, I look back at that and it's, yeah, I wasn't ready for it at the time, but it's, you don't realize how much you love someone so much too when you have a child. So was being a mom hard for you or did you find it, it no, came it easy and natural? My husband at the time had, we had a nanny. We, you know, he was a successful um, manufacturer. So uh, that wasn't a problem. It was just more me. I still, it was like a soul that was just not happy. A restless soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, the soul, this is again the, where the enemy comes in with different strongholds and pain tapes. You, you're, you've got to deal with that. You've got to deal with the brokenness in yourself. And you don't like yourself because without God... It's all what other people see you as, how you project to other people. It's people-pleasing all the time, especially as a model. You're always trying to make people like you or fitting in or do I look good enough? And as a model, you're this perfectionism anyway, so you're stuck with this. I got to look this good. I got to be this size. I got to do all this stuff. But inside, you're like, I just want to be loved, (laughs) right? And it's, it's not easy. So your husband at the time, did he have any sort of faith background or, or did that uh, still yeah, not? Rob, Rob's Jewish. He was Jewish and uh, very, you know, strong in the sense that he believed in his traditions. Um, but it was never, yes, it was not a big part of our lives. Again, God was absent in that part too as well. So when did, when did God start being present or when did you start searching for the truth? Well, the marriage had ended. And I had, uh, I pretty much was, again, going on another search. And uh, a girlfriend of mine invited me to Alpha Course. And that's when I first heard about salvation and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Did you even, obviously you didn't even know what that was. I actually was laughing. She's like, do you want to come to one, you know, come to Alpha, hang out? And I was like, not really, but okay. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll go to church and... Did you feel drawn to it, obligated, or was she just a really good friend and you just kind of wanted to hang out? She's a good good enough friend, but I just, you know, this was, again, I just met my husband to be like right now. And, uh, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, honey. Yeah. And uh, Susan's husband, Trevor, is here with us. Hey, Trev. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, so we just met and uh, we were really in love and crazy about each other. And here am I going to church with a friend of mine and all of a sudden... I'm accepting Jesus into my heart. And my whole life, I had no idea what the Holy Spirit could do. Uh, okay, so let's let's just talk about that for first. Uh, like, Alpha's pretty big. Yeah. But for anybody listening who might not know what it is, can you just, like, give us a real uh, cold note? It's notes? basically a simple introduction to Jesus. I th- that's how I look at it. It's, it's so basic, but it's the simplicity of the gospel that is so powerful. I knew when I was, I remember hearing it, it's like, well, you just asked Jesus in your heart and all this. And I was like, well, this is, you know, this is what I want. I want to know there's a God. And I I asked him into my heart, but I really felt different. I thought, this is odd. I felt different. And I came home to my husband, (laughs) I remember, and I was like, honey, I, I can't sleep with you anymore i can't be in this you know this relationship anymore because he changed my heart so much like i was wild before like woo, 
And all of a sudden I felt convicted and what's going on? Like I just knew I had a new life in me. So how many, so these things happen in the evenings, right? A couple evenings. Yeah. Well, not a couple evenings, but a bunch of evenings. Mm -hmm. So which, how many sessions did you go through? Oh, till, till I you remember there was a few, quite a few sessions with Alpha. So, so you went to a few sessions, mm -hmm. you were hearing, you were hearing the simple gospel yes. and yes. then you, you yeah. accepted Christ yeah. in your heart and I tangibly felt tangibly something different. Felt so something good. Different. And wow. not only that, like I wasn't a reader and I was reading the Bible and it's just your whole, again, you're a new creation. And you, you, you go, I'm a new creation. I'm not like, I'm not that person anymore. I'm not. Like that. What's happened? <laughs> and that's how you, I can't explain it. I was absolutely different. It speaks so much to the power of his word. Hey, it's, the, and that was his word. Again, the word is Jesus. Yeah. So here am I, I've accepted him in my heart and I'm like, I'm, I felt like I was in another culture, another, I was a citizen of his kingdom. And I, I was like, well, what about that place where I just came from? And this is the part of the being born again versus the soul and the flesh, because I had to work that out because I knew something had happened to me. Yeah. I was no longer the same. I didn't look at things the same. I didn't feel the same, but I was still Sue. The personality of Sue was still here, but my, my senses, my awareness, and again, my spirit, I, it was born before I was in the soul. I felt I was emotional. I was, you know, responding how to the world, like everybody else. But now something had divinely changed inside me. Amen. What, so what happened, uh, at the end of alpha or in the ensuing same month? After this experience? Well, for my husband and I, and my fiance at the time, it was like, honey, this is how I am now. Do you still want to get married? Because I, I was different and we ended up getting married. Trevor came to the Lord. We all, we did this as the two of us going, Jesus, take this, take our lives. Awesome. It was it was amazing, but at the same time, you think, "Oh, great, we're born again. We're going to be everything's great." Well, that's when the enemy comes in, yeah. and he came in. I mean, you you're just rocked, and your you're still your soul still wants you, you know, in this sort of all about me stage, you know, and yet your spirit's going, "No, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's about the kingdom. It's about pe getting people born again. It's about discipleship. It's about freedom." Yeah, because I was so captive. I can't tell you, like to the world, I was on TV, but to, inside I was so in captivity. Until this moment, this wonderful moment. Yeah, praise God. Um, you you in your book, you talk about hearing the Holy Spirit as an inner witness. So can you just share like when in, in the when you mentioned this in your book of what that was like at that time of of you hearing you knew you were hearing God's voice He's more real to me than anything He is so it's like an artesian well out of the bellies go rivers of living water He he's inside he's your inner man he he's in you 
if you think it's just you, that's where you're, you're missing him. You have to yield to his spirit. So the more you yield to him, it does, again, even as I'm sensing him now, it's not about me. And that's, you, you've got to allow the spirit to rule because he's, it's spirit to spirit. So when I became, again, I got saved, but then I got filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that was life-changing. That was life-changing because you can't explain it to people. You can't explain what has happened to you. Yeah. He's reigning. He's inside me. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He is inside me. So I'm no longer, I'm, I'm Sue, but something greater is operating through me now. Yeah. He's lovely. He guides me. He's my counselor. Goramashakata. So you talk, uh, there's a chapter in your book where you, <laughs> hey, praise God, eh? The Holy Spirit's just a-flowing. <laughs> Amen. He sets us free. Yeah. Freedom. It's freedom. Uh, you talk about, there's a chapter in your book where you talk about deliverance. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what, what that deliverance was like for you, what your experiences were? We talk a lot about deliverance yes. in our ministry, and oftentimes in ministry, you know, it just gets thrown out. Like, oh, people were set free and delivered and stuff. And sometimes the listener's like, well, what does that mean? So what were your experiences? Well, for me, it was um, uh, it's, 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 sexual sin can be a problem with the Holy Spirit. He's holy. So... Um, I remember renouncing a lot of things. Um, I think that's where women, we go into shame because, you know, for men, they can be players and having some fun. But for women, you know, a lot of women give up, give their bodies to get love. So when I was, I remember being in uh, this ministry and I thought, this is it. You are holy. And I know that by your stripes, I am healed. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There is, I, I'm already, it's been done. I had a revelation, you know, I, I, you just have a revelation that he, he's forgiven me. And that's the biggest thing because so many women are in shame and hate themselves for things, for things they've done. And they just didn't know or know that they were, had a God that was grieving that. <laughs> they're just doing it because they're doing it to find love. But for that moment, I was delivered from that. And I remember great darkness left me. And after I, I you know, and again, I was with some girls and asked for, they, I, I was feeling something in my belly. And I was like, what's going on? And she says, you don't speak in tongues. I said, no, what's that? I just knew he was moving me. And she says, oh, well, we're going to pray. And again, praying people who pray, pray for the baptism. The baptism is, it's everything. It's everything. So I was praying and out came rivers of living water. I, I remember with Trevor, I was praying for a day or two in some language. That was the first time I'd realized this is it. <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, it's a spirit. This whole thing is spiritual. Yeah. This is not religion where you just want to make God in a box. This thing, if you let him lead, he will change your life. Because we need to hear from him. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, 
Oh, this is wild. So, okay, um, so you get filled, you get completely free, <clears throat> and it, and it's so true, right? And even scripturally, yes, it is. The disciples were all that and followers and and everything, but when they when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, mm-hmm. it it's like a totally different. Right, like just everything just changed in their boldness in and right. the everything. Spirit of might. Uh, there's a boldness. Like I'm very shy. I'm actually, I get nervous with this stuff. And when he's he comes, it's it go your whole your brain starts clearing, and you see what he's leading you to. Uh, when you pray in his again, you're, you're praying in tongues because you're praying utterances to him. Nobody's to know what we're saying unless you interpret it. But you're praying in a heavenly, heavenly language. He's he's doing something. It's it's for battle. It's for everything. Prayer is the most important thing we could be doing. Yeah. And when you're baptized, it, it builds you up and it builds up. It cha- it changes everything. Like I, the atmosphere atmosphere will change. God is here. Yeah. And that's the freedom. Yeah. So you uh, you then got into ministry mm-hmm. with women or for women. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I can. I had a friend of mine ask me to join TLC, the Life Center in Newmarket, and she was in need of a life coach. And I said, sure, let, I'll, I'll, I'll come. I'd love to help women. But when you say that and then you go and there's women that are you know, they come in pregnancies and uh, sex, uh, sex trafficking or just broken. And here you are, you're ministering to them. I said, well, how much freedom can I have here? Because <laughs> Jesus needs to take care of this. Because Sue, I, I mean, I'm not a qualified counselor. I'm a, a certified life coach. But she gave me the freedom to just talk and bring them to Jesus. And we were getting so many girls born again and free and keeping their babies. And again, he can do it so much better than us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How long did you help out or work there? I was there three years. Three years. And it was, it was wonderful. We saw so much. We, the freedom of these women. Because again, with my history, it's shame and it's brokenness and it's not feeling enough. And then with Jesus... It's gone because you're new. Yeah. And you just, you train them up and then they feel loved again. I actually had a client of mine, her mother phoned me the other day saying how well she's still doing. Her, you know, she had a baby and she just wanted to give me a praise report that she's just been married. And I was telling Trev, I was like, it's so good, the fruit, you know, because you can get them better and off, but do they sustain in the, you know, and do well. And she's doing really well. So I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Were you doing the life coaching, the Christian life coaching at the same time, or did that come after? Yep. The exact same time. So you were pretty, you were pretty busy. Oh yeah. Really busy because it's, it's like a frontline ministry. People are coming just in every day. It's, I mean, even in new market sex trafficking, it's there. Hmm. So you'd be surprised, right? But a lot of these girls, it's it's fast money. It's it's something they're going to do. Then yeah, that's interesting. I fast t- food, you know. Yeah, they'll go there, and uh, and then they've got to. Uh, you teach them about Jesus, and then they just go, "Wow, same thing." 
this is what I've been doing. This is how I, I treat myself. This is my self-respect. They don't have any, right? So, Yeah, and that's interesting and like a good point to bring up that typically we probably people that don't know think that sex trafficking in the big cities like Toronto and it's not for those listening new markets about I don't know an hour yeah, plus north of Toronto it's uh it's overwhelming how many girls get lured in and again they, they're looking for love in all the wrong places but the enemy knows exactly what's going on so were you talking with women and girls like this in the life coaching as well, or was That's that right. more the TLC? No, TLC, basically, I was a client service director there, but I was also the life coach. So I would get a full day of girls coming in. So you're giving diapers to the ones who are pregnant. You're talking to couples. Sometimes I would coach couples, um, depending on, you know, if, again, you get a girl that's having a baby, but then the boyfriend's coming in, and you got to sort of help both of them. And other girls would just be coming in for counsel, like certain coaching, right? So it it varied. It varied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, without too much detail, but can you can you share uh, a particular story of a girl that that came in broken mm-hmm. that you might have seen a bunch of times and came to the came to the Lord, and then sort of the other side of that story of how they were doing after that. Is there yes. something in particular? Um, I, again, I won't mention names or anything, yeah. but yeah, she was probably 14. She was pregnant and uh, she wasn't sure who the father was. Um, there was two guys and they looked after her again. They made good money, these girls. So she was pregnant. So her whole livelihood was going to change. And uh, she came in and I just spoke to her about Jesus. And she, even on her testimony, if you go on TLC, the Life Center, it's still there, the testimony. And um, she was, she said, I, I, I'm a, I've been a Christian, but I didn't realize who he was. And I just loved her. And she said, you're the f- first time I felt love. And that, again, is a spirit. It's not judgmental. I had girls coming in there that had gone through religious schools that just condemned them and said they were awful and mean. Because and, religion can be very judging. But when you're born again and free, it's, it's a different experience. And so I loved her. And I just spent time with her and told her how loved she was. And we went through certain, you know, I had a format that I wrote out for TLC on, it's a way of reaching them in the soul, like healing the soul, but then bringing them to Jesus at the same time. Now, would you, how close, like, could you become with these like with people like would you still be in touch with people after or is it sort of well, or are you kind of not want to get boundaries yeah and that's another thing that's hard because you do get attached if people say you don't you do um but how, how can you not how can you not because you, you you're with them for years helping them and um the thing is the best part is when they're free like the whole thing is they're not coming back over and over the same problems you want to see them changing and and moving on their own. That's like discipleship. If you keep feeding people all the time, you want to see them going out with for the Lord, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. You, you can baby people so long. Even the Word of God says that, right? You, you know, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. It's time to go. So we had to limit how long we would be with them because they've got to, you know, walk this thing out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, um, do you know this 
this girl. Do you, do you know um, how that ended? Like ended not ended, it but ended really well. I yeah. mean, she, and that's the fruit. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you know, some it, it, it's one of those things you can't. Jesus is the savior. We're not the saviors. So you sow in and you just pray someone else's, you know, watering. Yeah. Everybody's got a place in this, right? Not we don't always have to be all the one that does it. And I always that's my prayer and as an intercessor that's it. You just pray and you you keep believing that 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 seed and someone else is going to keep adding to them if you're not with them. Yeah. Or other times you'll get a the Holy Spirit will say Disciple that person, be with that person. Yeah, it depends on him, right? Yeah. Did you do any uh, like home churches or Bible study oh, stuff yeah. as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, right now I'm in a season of just spending time with him in that secret place. Yeah, because now you've retired yeah. from from mm-hmm. life coaching yeah. and stuff, and found a good church out in Halliburton, and the move of the Spirit is happening. And again, this is the time. We're going to see the Holy Spirit move on his people. Yeah. Amen. We are. Let's go. (laughs) He's going. Yeah. But it's yielding again. It's a yield. We're to be yielded. And it's it's difficult because the flesh doesn't like this stuff, right? Because the world right now is opposing the church. Yeah. I mean, we are in such a time as this where if we're not leaning on him and seeing him because the glory is going to cover, it's, it's coming. Yeah. And yet, what are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing about his business, right? Yeah. So the more time you're in the secret place, the more time he's coming. And he's filling and he's showing you and he's saying, don't go, go. Yeah. Right. Um, when you were at TLC, did you did you encounter any people in the business that you were in? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did as well, or, or in, in like my, in like modeling and, oh, and no. acting and stuff no, like that. It was basically a whole different world. It's just broken girls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, when I left modeling, I left. Yeah. It was. I just see the whole whole place as counterfeit. Like. The makeup I was wearing wasn't the makeup I was selling. The clothes that I had on were all pinned in the back. Everything is inverted. God's, the kingdom here, right? Satan's world is distorted. Yeah. The God of this world distorts perception. It's all perception deception. But his kingdom is going to reign and rule, and his people are going to know his voice. Yeah. Um, now you're, you're bold as you're fired right up. Like us here at Disciple, like Disciple of City. <laughs> uh, you stop to care. You know, it's, it's, you do, you lose all that. Oh yeah. Because you need to come to one of our events. <laughs> you're a changed person. I mean, I, I laugh because I don't care what people think about me Yeah. because I'm his and I'm not. My testimony, again, I could go into all details of the darkness. But his light is so much, I'd just rather talk about him. Well, totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. We could spend forever in people's darkness, but, exactly. but really, why? Because, why? because I'm not her anymore. Yeah. And um, I'm, all, I'm vulnerable in this new kingdom because he is, he's... He reigns and rules within me. Um, the kingdom of God is within us. It's not in a 
building. We're the ecclesia. We're the church. And as you know, as an evangelist, it's you go, you go. And we're, we're, there's no, this is just him leading now and it's going to get more intense. I've found lately, the more you're in the word and the more you're praying, the more he's, it's not what we're going to see it as being. It's going to be very free and very now. Now's the time that we're going to just be led by him because, because we can't go back to these old structures and mindsets. He's pulling them down because the minute we want to box him, it's not going to happen. He's going to use people you wouldn't, it's not going to be the people you think. Yeah. His glory is going to abound. It's interesting how you said you're not her anymore. No. But really, you you weren't her then, right? Exactly, right. right? You just didn't know who you were. That's (laughs) right. But it's like, okay, I'll be this for you. It's (laughs) it's the whole thing's like a movie set. My, My life, it's like I'm... I can't, I look at her, like I'll look at my pictures, my modeling pictures. And I'm like, that was me, you know? And yes, it got me to wonderful places and experienced life. But this life I have now, <gasps> yeah. like God is within us. I mean, so many people don't even believe there's a God. But when he touches you, and th- that brings so much hope to someone. This is not religion. It's a relationship. And it doesn't matter. And the world is so dark with fear, bombarded with fear, the COVID this, the this, the variant this. We have Jesus. Yeah. God wins. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's our concern. He's already done it. Yeah. What are we doing to represent him? What are we doing? Who, who are we talking to? And we've got to get out of our minds and our egos. The soul, the soul. Uh, what does the soul want? It's the spirit. We've got to feed our born-again spirits. Yeah. And that's the word of God. Um, tell me about the latest, because you must encounter people just randomly. Mm-hmm. What's the latest encounter that you had with somebody where you got to share, not even anything like? Well, it's it's little things, right? You can be anywhere and you just you just be light, be love. Yeah. Um, again, I don't assess what I'm doing. I just, again, it's, we're not human doings. We're human beings and we're, we're to be light. And then it's just life now for me. Yeah. It's just, his life is in you, right? Todd, his life is in me. His life's in, you just be life. Yeah. And impart that. Don't be religious. Don't be judging. Don't be mean. Don't have fear coming out of your mouth every five minutes. Yeah. Cause we, it's scary. People are terrified right now. They want to know Jesus is real. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So your book, Susan, My First Love, when did you write that? Oh, it's been a few years ago, but, uh, you know. And where can people get this book? Actually, they could, they could just contact me, maybe, at Susan Thomason Life Coach at uh, gmail.com. Okay, so we'll write that. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll include that in the liner notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been good having you having you here with the spirit floating around in here. It's so good, right? Uh, freedom. Yeah, freedom. Yeah. Uh, Susan, thanks for sharing your story with us. You're so welcome, Todd, and you're such a blessing to everybody. Uh, we <laughs> love you. Thank you, um, and yeah, friends. Um, We'll put that email in the liner notes to check out uh, a little more in depth on Susan's testimony here. Um, Susan, like we do, um, I just have a a final question for you. Um, You've helped a 
you know, working TLC and, and life coaching helped a lot of people and, and shared your faith with them, which is awesome because somebody shared with you, right? Mm-hmm. Which is how Absolutely. it all began, yeah. which is what we're all about, encouraging right. people to share. You got invited to Alpha, changed your life, right? Exactly. Um, so I know you said you left, you left that business modeling acting, mm-hmm. but, um, if you ran into a young girl or you had a friend or something with a, a close to you where you live and a young girl who didn't know Jesus, or maybe she, you know, knew like church a little bit, but didn't know him personally. Mm-hmm. And she's about to embark. She's got an agent and she's about to embark on, on, uh, a modeling career and knows that you did that in your previous life and came to you for some advice. What would you say to her? Mm, I say, I'd be talking to her about Jesus before that (laughs) because it's an industry that if you're not ready for can destroy you. That's my answer. Jesus is it. I wouldn't even waste my time talking to her about modeling. Yeah. Just share the gospel. Just share the gospel. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Susan. Appreciate you coming on the show. You bet. Just share Jesus, friends. At Disciple of City, that's what we're all about. Just encouraging and equipping you to share Jesus. Just to do that. Share him. And for someone who grew up with parents who had no religious background, no church background, never heard anything as a kid, a grandmother who had turned, well, not turned against it, but just wanted nothing to do with it, but yet she still knew. There was something out there she still knew there was something missing. And a friend asks her to come to Alpha. And she hears the word. And the word changes her life. She gives her life to the Lord and now knows exactly who she is. Never be afraid to invite someone to the Lord 